welcome to Pokemon Variety Hour, the podcast where we talk about a variety of different Pokemon topics. I am your host, Riley, and I am here with no one. Literally no one. We've missed multiple recording dates this week. I don't want to deal with the other three again. Try to make a recording date again and then have them not show up and not have an episode. So as an alternative to not having an episode at all this week, I am here all alone and I'm going to make a solo episode. This will probably be shorter than your average Pokemon variety hour. Cause you know, I have nobody to talk to. So I'll just fire through my subject matter a lot easier. So yeah, let's get right into it. Might be a short episode, but at least you're getting something to listen to. You're welcome. <laughs> so let's talk about what I've been doing in Pokemon. So I've been Survivor, obviously. I actually haven't touched Survivor this week, though. Unfortunately, because I'm lazy. <laughs> Sitting down to stream is hard for me. It just is. But anyway, I haven't touched Survivor this week. What I did stream this week, though, was the first installment of the BBR Redemption arc. Because I used to play along with the podcast Blastburn Radio, which is doing, like, Nuzlocke through all the Pokemon games. But I've only successfully played along with Series 2, Gold, Silver, Crystal. Everyone else I've either lost or had technical difficulties. So I'm trying to catch up. So I started my Emerald Nuzlocke. That was my first trial of the BBR Redemption arc. It's going fine so far. I haven't gotten that far, though. So shit could hit the fan real fucking fast. And I doubt that it won't. Like, I'm going to get my shit rocked. And I'm fully ready for it. Um, other than that, I started at the cage lock with a friend of mine. Haven't gotten that far yet. We're doing Diamond and Pearl. He got Pearl and Chimchar. I got Diamond and Piplup. Pimplup, the Piplup, because Piplup's a cool-ass boy. He's a pimp. And then the rest of my team, I've got... I've got Aviary the Starly, who's named after my Starly in a Pokemon tabletop campaign that I've participated in. Doofarella, which I decided... I love giving Bidoofs, like, funny names now that have the word Doof in them, so I decided I'm just gonna call him, like, Doofarella, because Cinderella, but a Doof, because it was a chick. So, I've got Doofarella, and I've got Nala the Shinx, because I saw Lion King a couple weeks ago, and it was a good movie. So, Nala the Shinx. The big thing I did this week in Pokemon, though, is I drafted for a Drafts League. I've been looking for a draft League. I hadn't had a lot of luck, but now I've had some luck. I made it into a draft league, and I drafted my board. So you don't know how draft league works. You've got Pokemon are divided. You get you got Megas are a big part of it, and then Pokemon are that are not Megas obviously are divided into tiers. There's five tiers. Tier one's the best. Tier five's the worst. And in every draft, you have to draft one Tier 1, one Tier 2, or at least this draft. Most drafts I've been in 
two tier threes, a tier four, and a tier five. And then you get free points to work with, and all the tiers are worth points. I'm not going to get into the math. And you can get extra points if you choose a lower tier mega. But I did not choose a lower tier mega. My mega was Mega Charizard X. So my strategy in the initial like few Pokemon I drafted was I wanted to form double cores. I wanted to form a Fire, Water, Grass core. I apologize. And a Dragon Fairy Steel core. So it started with Mega Charizard X, who both covers Fire for Fire, Water, Grass, and Dragon for Dragon Fairy Steel. Then for water, I grabbed Manaphy, because Manaphy is just a really good Pokemon all around. It's got Tail Glow. Its stats are 100 across the board, which is very useful in drafts, because it can do a variety of things. I drafted Mew in a draft league once, and it was very, very versatile. And I think Manaphy can accomplish something similar. There's Tangrowth for the grass and Firewater Grass, because Tangrowth is fat. It takes all the hits, and it's fucking great. Then for the steel in Dragon Fairy Steel, I grabbed Cobalion. So I actually worked on most of this board with Patrick, who was on the episode, who was on last week's episode, and is my co-host on Poker Survivor. And Cobalion was fully like his recommendation. And I was like, yeah, I like Cobalion because I recently, like, by recently I mean like a month or two ago, watched. Um, Monkey Jones play Pokemon Black. He played Pokemon Black and like he did a challenge run where he couldn't gain any experience. He found a way to make it so you couldn't gain any experience in the game. And he tried to beat the and he tried to beat the game like that. One of the most important aspects of that was catching the legendaries and they got some good use and they helped him out. So it gave me kind of a new appreciation for that trio. Yeah, the Monkey Jones's Pokemon Black Nightmare run. You can check it out on monkeyjones.tv if you want. It's pretty interesting to watch, to see him like try to beat the game and succeed without even being able to gain any experience. It's a very interesting challenge run. So, anyway, and for the fairy, to complete the core, I got Comfey, also on Patrick's recommendation. I'm actually kind of excited to use Comfey because I've never used a Comfey before and he seems very interesting. So, yeah, Comfey. Um, then the rest of the draft was basically just utility. So, tier. Okay, so I drafted Crocodile, who's really good. Just a nice offensive. Beast and the plan behind drafting Crocodile was double intimidate because I also planned oh, <sighs> drafting him on top, but him on top got sniped from me, so I had to draft Skunk Take instead. Because the reason I was drafting him on top was because of hazard removal mostly, so I drafted Skunk Tank instead. So no double intimidate, drafted Bro Tom. Because Rotom's just a good electric ghost, immunity to ground, just an interesting Pokemon. And I actually Z-Captained Rotom because I kind of just, like, didn't think about it. Like, I knew I was Z-Captaining Manaphy, because you can get two Z-Captains, and those are your only two Pokemon that can use Z-Moves. And I Z-Captained Manaphy, because that's pretty obvious that I should do that. 
And then I ended up just Z-Captaining Rotom because I didn't know who else I was going to Z-Captain. So yeah. Then I drafted Weavile. Weavile is a good, good lad. I actually drafted him last, but he's just next on my like board that I have in front of me. Weavile is a good, good boy. He's got priority. He's an offensive monster. He's fast. He's strong. Weavile is just real good. I drafted Nihiligo, or as I've come to call him now, due to a very hilarious typo, Nigel. So I drafted Nigel because he can get Stealth Rock and Toxic Spikes up, and that's real good. And also, he's just a good, solid Poison Rock type. He's a good, guy. He's a good, good lad. He can kill some fairies. And I drafted Blissey, because I needed a special wall. And Blissey is the special wall. So yeah, that was my thoughts behind all the drafting. I haven't gotten any fights yet. Hopefully, I gotta do my fight this week. Hopefully it goes well. I'll be updating you on how my weekly skirmishes go. I really like the board I came out with, and I'm excited to see how it works. So yeah, I think that's about it for what I've been doing in Pokemon, so I think it's time to get to the meat and potatoes of this episode here, which is... I'm going to share with you my top 10 Pokemon. That's right, I'm here with a top 10 list, my favorite Pokemon of all time. I'm doing it by evolutionary line. Because I kind of don't believe in like choosing a particular member of an evolutionary line when you're talking about your favorite Pokemon or your least favorite Pokemon. I kind of just like treat them as a family. So I've got top 10 Pokemon. Any Pokemon that evolves, it's their whole line. So yeah, we can get into the list here. So, so at number 10, to kick off our list, I have the Ralts line. The Ralts line. Probably one of the best Pokemon in Gen 3. Not, not the best, because it's another Gen 3 Pokemon on this list, but very close. I really like the Ralts line. Ralts is cute. Curlia is cute. Gardevoir is majestic. And Gallade is, like, one of my... Like, if I had to choose a member of this evolutionary line to be my favorite, it would be Gallade. I love Gallade. In, like, every draft league that I've done, it, excluding this most recent one, I've drafted Mega Gallade, because I like Gallade a lot. Mega Gallade is really good. The Ralts lines are just solid psychic types, solid fairy types, too, now. The Gallade is a very good, speedy, offensive murder, murder boy. Gardevoir is majestic. Mega Gardevoir is super majestic. Yeah, the Ralts line is just all around a really good set of Pokemon. So that's my number 10. My number 9 is Ditto. Ditto is a cute little pudding pudding blob. And I want to hug him. I want to know what a Ditto feels like. What does a Ditto feel like? Is he like Play-Doh? Is he like slime? Is he like is he fluffy? I don't know why a ditto would be fluffy, but hey, 
Uh, see, there are people who think coughing is soft, apparently, so... I guess my opinions on maybe Ditto feeling fluffy aren't that weird as compared to people who think that coughing is fucking soft. Because that thing is literally hard as a rock, you can tell. If you look at it for 10 seconds, you can tell that it's hard. Anyway, yeah, Ditto's just really cute. I really like the transforming gimmick, especially in the anime where he keeps his little derpy face. Ditto is just really charming. I really enjoy the Ditto. I almost said the Ditto line, but Ditto does not evolve. But yeah, Ditto, man. Transform in any Pokemon, that's real cool. And he's just cute, and I want to hug him, and I want him to be my friend. Number eight is the Trico line. The first of many starter lines on this list because I am a simple man with simple desires in Pokemon. The Trico line is just really cool. I really like Trico. Trico's cute. Anime Trico with like a little like stick in his mouth and being a cool guy. I really liked that. Grovile is fucking awesome. Grovile is awesome. Sceptile is still awesome. I feel like he loses a little awesomeness from Grovile. But Sceptile is still awesome. The whole line is awesome. They're super cool guys. And I've loved them since the first time I saw them. Like, I instantly knew which Gen 3 starter I liked the most. Fucking, I'm like, Torchic, you're okay. Mudkip, eh. Trico, you're my best friend. We're we're going on an adventure. So, yeah, Trico line. Number seven is the Elekid line. Elekid, Electabuzz, and Electivire. Just because they're su- they're just cool. They're just smooth criminals. They're cool guys. I'm repeating myself a lot with the cool guys, but, like, their designs are really cool. I really like Elekid, a little spark plug. I like how he has a little plug on his head. I actually do really like that. Electabuzz is just, like, cool as fuck. He's a murder electric tiger? I think he's a tiger. <laughs> I'm probably wrong on that, but I think he's a tiger. So, and Electivire is just fucking awesome, dude. That design, he 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 looks like he's ready to fight, dude. Electivire is just like oozes cool, and I'm all about it. He's going to punch me with a zappy fist, and I'm going to die. But it's going to be okay. Because at least I got to die to a cool guy like the Electivire. This got real dark real quick. Um, Number seven. I mean, I just did number seven. Number six, the Bulbasaur line. Bulbasaur's just real good, guys. He's a cute little, cute little dino. Cute little dino plant baby who turns into a, a slightly bigger cute little dino plant baby. Who turns into a big old frog dino monster. 
I'm just all about it. Gen 1 starters are obviously very nostalgic, and my favorite of the three is definitely Bulbasaur. Squirtle's great, too. Even Charmander is okay, but <laughs> Bulbasaur. Oh, the special place in my heart. The anime Ash's Bulbasaur is a really good character. Very reliable. He was he was always there for Ash when he was in a bind. Old reliable Bulbasaur. I really like all three members of the line. They're all really well designed. I just like grass type starters a lot. Like you'll see there are some fire type starters higher up in this list, but I'm more consistently into the grass type starters. Like, I really like grass types. I don't know what it is. So, number five is the Chimchar line. Fire monkey. Fire monkey good. Fire monkey cute. Fire monkey friendo. Really, Chimchar is just adorable. Monferno is still adorable and awesome at the same time. And Infernape is fucking cool as hell. Like, he's got fire on his head. He's a punchy monkey. Looks like Goku. He'll kick your ass. He'll burn your ass. Ain't no fucking with Infernape. And he was also my first starter, so he holds a very special place in my heart. Pearl was my first Pokemon game. And I did indeed choose the Chimchar. So yeah, the Chimchar line. Number four is the Cyndaquil line. I really love Chimchar. But there's one fire starter that I love even more. And that's Cyndaquil. Cyndaquil is adorable. So fucking cute. I really think I Cyndaquil is just so cute, dude. Like, oh my god. I want to hug a Cyndaquil. I want to pet a Cyndaquil. I don't even care if he has the fire on his back. I'll burn my hand. Quilava is also still super cute and also really cool. Like, I think Quilava might even be my favorite member of the line because he's just so fucking suave, dude. Like, he's a smooth criminal. And then there's Typhlosion, who's awesome. Got the fire erupting out of his back. I just really like that that line. The Johto starters are like a cons The Johto starters are consistently really good. I love all three of them, but I definitely prefer Cyndaquil. Here we are in the top three territory and taking the number three spot, the last starter on this list, the Froakie line. My favorite set of starters is the Froakie line. We went over this in the starter rankings. Bonus episode. And yeah, Froakie's Froakie's a cute little frog baby who evolves into a cool ass ninja. Like, what's not to love about the Froakie line? It's it's a good time. <laughs>
Froki's a good time. Greninja's great. Ash Greninja's great. Grenin Ash and Greninja's relationship in the anime is really good. I really like how they handled those characters. And he's like the only water starter that I prefer. Like, I was Team Popplio when Sun and Moon was first announced, but then the Evolutions got announced. And Brion was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. So, yeah. Um... Yeah. So, the only water starter that I prefer is Froki, because there's just something about him. I usually lean towards the fire or the grass, but Froki is the one exception. Besides Sobble, but we're not we're not counting Sobble. We don't know enough about Sobble. Because <laughs> I'm actually starting to lean towards Team Grookey. Not even gonna lie. Okay, number two is Mimikyu. I just fallen in love with this cute little fairy ghost baby. He just wants to be loved. He just wants to be a Pikachu because Pikachus are loved. And he's in his little cloak. He's in his little Pikachu costume. And he's just so cute. I want to hug him and make him my friend. I want to give him all the attention he wants and deserves. Mimikyu is also really good. Like, I love using Mimikyu. Mimikyu, it's, it holds a special place in my heart. I really love Mimikyu. I played with one in my son playthrough. I've used them in competitive a lot. Mimikyu is just great. And I want to be its friend. Number one. We all know it. We all know who my number one Pokemon is. It's obviously Chespin. Like, come on. Chespin is so cool. I know I said Froakie was the last starter on the list, but I just lied for the uh, suspense. Chespin... It's fucking awesome. So cool. Definitely don't want to kill it and its family. Lol, JK. Fuck a chessman. Number one is the Gligar line. Yeah, Gligar and Gliscor. The boys. There's just everything to love about these guys. They're flying scorpions, which is fucking awesome. They're ground types, and I just really like the ground type. They're also flying types, and I really think ground and flying is a very interesting dual typing. Glygar is adorable. Gliscor can also be adorable when it wants to, and it's also very fucking cool. That line, just like, I don't know what it is, but from the moment I saw it, I'm like, that's my Pokemon. Gliscor is mine. I love me a Gliscor. But as has been proven in the tabletop campaign that I do, Gliscors don't love me. Anyway... <laughs> Yeah, I really like Glasscore's typing, his moveset, his stats, his design. He's just so great. I want to hang out with one. Seems like he'd be a chill guy to hang around with. Glasscore.
But yeah, that's my number one is Glyscore. Sorry this episode's going to be real short, but hey, it's better than nothing, right? I think it's turned out pretty well. Definitely mo- better than I was expecting it to be when I, when I got into the voice chat, said fuck it, and started recording just me. I'm definitely performing better than I expected. Last time I tried to do a solo podcast, it was a fucking train wreck. You know, I actually even foreshadowed this last week unintentionally. It was like, what a shit show that would be if it was just me. And now it actually is just me. So I guess next is the Pokemon of the episode. And since literally no one else is here, I'm going to take it away. Who's that Pokemon? Pokemon! So, since nobody's here to guess the Pokemon of the episode... Wait a minute. Someone is here to guess the Pokemon of the episode. You! Yeah, that's right. I'm going to read two Pokedex entries, and I'm going to give you guys some time. And you're going to try to guess what it is. And then I'll give you the answer. You can see if you're right. Join the Discord that maybe is in the description. If not, just look for it in other descriptions. Maybe Jinji will remember to put it in the description because I specifically mentioned it. But you could join the Discord and be like, hey, I guessed it right. And we'll be like, cool. And then maybe our Discord will actually have people in it. (laughs) So... This Pokemon's Diamond Pokedex entry states... It lives in cold water, half burying itself in mud at the bottom to sleep. It's why Pokedex entry states when the temperature cools in the evening, they emerge from the water to seek food along the shore. Okay, so Jinji, play some Jeopardy think music real quick. I'll give you guys a couple seconds. Really think about it. All right. So let's see if you got it right. The Pokemon of the episode is Pokedex number 194, Wooper, the water fish Pokemon. Good lad, Wooper. Wooper was introduced in Generation 2, obviously. I'm going to pull up his base stats for you. Wooper has 55 in HP, 45 in attack, 45 in defense, 25 in special attack, 25 in special defense, and 15 in speed for a total of 210 base stats. Now let me see if I can find a Little Cup set for you. If See if Wooper gets any use in the Little Cup tier. He does indeed. So this is a defensive set with the moves Scald, Recover, Earthquake, and Yawn or Encore. With the item Eviolite, the ability Water Absorb, the nature Sassy, level 5, with 76 HP, 76 HP EVs, 236 defense EVs, and 156 special defense EVs. By the way, thank you to the two-year-old, cor- the three-year-old, the three-year-old correspondent. I forgot to say that. So I'll say it now. Thank you so much to the three-year-old correspondent. He's a great kid. I love him. He's a cool, he's a cool dude. So yeah, that's a, that's Wooper, Pokemon of the episode. And now, you might think, 
because Penguin's not here, we can't do a quiz. Because nobody else is here, we can't do a showdown. But you'd be wrong. I've got a quiz. I'm going to take the ultimate Pokemon quiz. I'll, t I'll give Jinji a link to this quiz in the description if you guys want to see it. It is on pollplace.com. And it's apparently the ultimate Pokemon quiz. So I'm going to see how I, host of this amazing Pokemon podcast, do on this Pokemon quiz. See if I am a true Pokemon master. Alright, question one is the ability is the most shared... This ability is the most shared of all legendary Pokemon. And the options are immunity, serene grace, pressure, and hustle. And the answer is very obviously pressure. Number two, what religion does the concept of black and white come from? Buddhism, Taoism, Hinduism, and Jainism. This I do not know. I'm just going to go Jainism, because why not? Number three, first Pokemon to have a debut appearance when it was not in its original home region. Ho-Oh. Because he was in episode one of the anime. Reason for banning the episode Legend of the Trini for showing a gun. Correct sequence of release dates of this Pokemon games in Japan. Earliest to newest. So it's red, green, blue, yellow. The only legendary Pokemon Jesse's Wobbuffet got to battle. I'm going to say Zapdos? Number seven. Pokemon which can be captured at the wild at the highest level through non-glitch. Arceus, Pidgey, Mewtwo, or Magikarp? I think it's Mewtwo. How many Pokemon are weaker than Magikarp if based from their base stats? I'm going to go with four. Only recurring Pokemon in the anime to evolve. Sandile? <laughs> Original name for Pokemon, Capsule Monsters. If Dialga has power over time, and Polkia has the power over space, what power does Garatina have? Antimatter? Who programmed Mew into the game? Was it Morimoto? I think it was. Alamola was Alomomola was first thought to be an evolution of Love Disc. I mean, anybody who sees Alomomola probably thinks that. How many Pokemon names are a palindrome? I know of five. Or, I mean, I know of, like, four. I'm gonna say five. Number of Pokemon said in the Pokemon rap. So the original Poker rap. 150, because they don't talk about Mew. Japanese name for Game Freak. Kabushk. It's retained. It's the same name. See my results. 60, I got 62%. I got 10 out of 16 questions right. The questions I got wrong, what religion does the concept for black and white come from? The correct answer was Taoism. The only legendary Pokemon Jesse's Wobbuffet got to battle, the answer was Articuno? Pokemon which can be captured in the wild at the highest level through non-glitch. I thought the answer might be Magikarp, but then I was like, are they really higher than Mewtwo was in HeartGold SoulSilver? Apparently they are. How many Pokemon are weaker than Magikarp based on their base stats? The correct answer was seven. I said four. How many Pokemon names are Paladrum? I said five. The answer was four. I said I know of four, but I figured there was at least one I did know about, so I picked five. I probably should have just went with the ones I know of.
My answer for Japanese name for Game Freak, I said retained because it's still Game Freak, but I guess they wanted the Japanese pronunciation, which is Kabushiki Geisha. I, I don't know about this quiz. This quiz is suspect. This quiz is suspect. Alright, but anyway, at least I passed. I mean, I got a, a, I got a 60%. That's passing. Alright, now it's time for the plugs. I definitely remembered this part. This is definitely not a separate recording being spliced in by Jinji, recorded four hours after the rest of the show, because I'm a fucking idiot and forgot about the plugs. That is not the case at all, so... You can find me personally on Twitter at Riley Tweets. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Riley Streams. Just a reminder, Riley is spelled R-I-E-L-Y. My YouTube is Riley Brooks, capital R-I-E-L-Y space B-R-O-O-K-S. As for the Pixels Media, the main show is Pixels, Polygons, and Fun. That can be found wherever, wherever podcasts are found. There's also Poker Survivor, which can be found on YouTube is the mo is the most updated version. Most of the episodes are on places like Spotify and Apple Podcast. I do need to finish uploading the rest of them. And there's Universe Seven. Is that ever coming back? We'll see. Jin I'm not Jinji's not here to ask, so who knows? Um, the Universe Seven Discord has kind of just turned into a Dokkan Discord. <laughs> anyway. As for my personal podcast, just to plug those real quick, Ghost of Gaming Future, me, Jason, and Daniel. Um, that's on YouTube and on podcatchers such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Not on every podcatcher under the sun, which is why I don't just say everywhere podcasts are found, but it's on a good chunk of them. Um, there's Largest Issue in the Galaxy, which is on my YouTube channel. Episode 2 came out recently. I'm really proud of Largest Issue Episode 2, and I really hope that quality continues through the rest of the show. I'd really appreciate it if you checked out Largest Issue in the Galaxy. If it gets enough attention, I'll probably get, make a anchor feed, but I'm really too lazy to do it right now. <laughs> and then, yeah, I have a new podcast coming soon, but it's not out yet, so I'm going to talk about it when it's out. So, thank you all for listening. And now back to the totally outro that I'm doing in the same recording. Ooh. So yeah, that's the quiz segment. This has been a short episode, short and sweet, but hey. Better than no episode. I had a good time. Hopefully you had a good time listening to it. It's pretty chill. Just hanging out, talking about Pokemon, loving to deal with the stress of a uh, being constantly made fun of by Colo, Jiji, and or Penguin. <laughs> but hopefully at least two of them will be back next week, if not all three of them. I, lo I love my I love my friendos. So yeah, I guess that's it. This has been Pokemon Variety Hour. I've been Riley, and I'll see you guys next time.
Disclaimer, this episode is one of the old episodes in the original feed, re-uploaded to the new feed. I do not have information about original dates, but that shouldn't really matter. We don't talk about news that much on the show anyway, so it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Okay, enjoy the show. <laughs> 